I can remember my first year of Bible college, some of those early classes. And I remember going to the bookstore and purchasing the textbooks for those classes. And I remember being extremely overwhelmed by it. Because in my hands, I held this heavy book that contained hundreds of pages. And as I flipped through these pages, um, it very quickly appeared to me that reading the Bible and understanding the Bible was an incredibly complicated process. And I'd look at these pages and I'd think, man, do I have to read this whole thing? This is going to take me forever. And it was tough in Bible college. And if you've done Bible college, maybe you can relate to this where reading the Bible can very easily become an academic process. But remember how much we've talked about the purpose of reading the Bible? And that in reading the Bible, it's about connecting us to God and understanding God's heart? Bible reading does not have to be this big academic process, this big academic thing. And I want to give you a tool and equip you a bit today in helping you to read the Bible more devotionally. So let's jump into it. Hi, and welcome to the How to Read the Bible podcast series, a podcast series designed to help you grow in your knowledge and desire for reading the Bible. Well, here we are at our last episode of the How to Read the Bible podcast series, and I want to thank you for listening and participating in this series as it's gone along, and I really pray that you feel more equipped in your Bible reading. So, so far, I've tried to give you a few techniques to help you grow in your Bible reading, how you approach the Bible on any given day. And we've talked about uh, the simplicity of just asking good questions, and we talked about three questions that you might ask. And in our last episode, we talked about something called the precept Bible study method. And in that method, uh, we kind of saw a different way to approach understanding the Bible by, by really looking at the text and breaking it apart and, and looking for different pieces within it and, and doing all these different things to help us come to the meaning of a text. And it's quite in-depth. Well, today I want to maybe swing over to the other end of the spectrum. And instead of looking at uh, breaking down a passage and really looking at it maybe more academically, um, I want us to look at what it might look like for us to read the Bible devotionally. And the best way I think that we can do that is by looking at something called Lectio Divina. And maybe you've heard of Lectio Divina before. Very simply, those are two Latin words. It just means spiritual reading. And in this practice of spiritual reading, uh, if we follow these steps, I believe that we are ushered into this opportunity to just really connect with God, for our time in God's Word to be very refreshing. And again, when we think about purpose, you know, why are we reading the Bible? If we want to just read the Bible to, to know God's heart, to gain His perspective, to spend time with Him, I think that Lectio Divina, or spiritual reading, might be a good practice for you to engage in. Lectio Divina is a traditional Benedictine practice of spiritual reading. It's about meditation, it's about prayer, and it's intended to promote communion with God. And it dates all the way back to the third century. So when we join in um, Lectio Divina, when we practice it, we are practicing something that the church has practiced literally for centuries. And I think there's something beautiful about that. So what is Lectio Divina? Well, it consists of four different parts. The first part is reading, the second is meditation, third is prayer, and fourth is contemplation. And these four steps, you know, they don't have to be sequential. We'll talk a bit about that at the end. 
Um, but yeah, they're just really designed for us to enter into um, a type of Bible reading where we're just interacting with God. It's very devotional in nature. And as we've been doing uh, in our last episode, we, we looked at Psalm 23 through a lens of precept Bible study. Today, I, will, I want to look at Psalm 23 through a lens of reading the Bible, Lectio Divina style. So let's jump into that. The first step, um, again, is to read. We read the text. Lectio Divina does not lend itself very well to reading mass amounts of scripture in any given day, although um, you might be in a mass reading plan at the time, but maybe as you're reading along, similarly to precepts, similarly to asking the three questions, as you're reading along, you stumble upon something that really jumps out at you. And again, when we talk about the purpose of Bible reading, we need to stop and slow down in those moments and recognize that our objective is not about reading mass amounts of scripture. Rather, it's about connecting to the heart of God. So as we're reading, we're reading a short passage. We're reading it silently, slowly, attentively, and we're listening for a phrase that God might have for us. And I think what I love, this is my favorite part about Lectio Divina, is it really invites you to read in such a way where you're engaging in your imagination. So if you're reading a story, you know, picture yourself in that story. Imagine yourself in a valley where David is fighting Goliath, watching the scene take place. Or maybe you imagine yourself being David in that situation. Or perhaps you imagine yourself listening to the prophet Jeremiah proclaiming the word of God to the people. And you sit there hearing him and you're shocked by his message. Or maybe you imagine yourself witnessing Jesus perform miracles. And you're, you watch him heal a blind man. You watch him feed thousands of people. Or maybe you imagine yourself sitting in a house church hearing a letter that Paul had written to the congregation and you sit there and you listen and you receive that letter with that crowd as if it was written to you. Reading in Lectio Divina really requires us to slow down. It requires us to engage in our imaginations. It invites us to read God's word as if it was written specifically for us. And as we read, uh, we listen to hear what God might be saying to us. And I think what I love about this too is as we use our imaginations, I think we see and, diff- and feel different things as we read God's word. You know, because we're no longer are we just an observer reading from the outside and kind of watching things take place. Rather, we become part of that story. And the things that we read might take on a different meaning. So what would this mean if we were reading Psalm 23? Well, let's say we're reading along. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Well, let's stop right there. You know, just all these different images we just received. You know, you could engage in any one of them with your imagination. But let's imagine that when we read about this dark valley, that you picture yourself there. So you close your eyes and you you imagine that you're standing at the bottom of this valley, and on either side of you, you're watching a rock face just shoot right up. And there's not a lot of light. It's dark. 
You know, maybe as you imagine it, you, you feel a sense of anxiety or fear because you're in a dark valley. You're not very sure about what's going on around you. But as the text continues, you read, I will fear no evil. And why are you fearing no evil? Because God is there with you. And so as we read Lectio Divina style, we're reading in such a way that we picture ourselves in this dark valley and we picture ourselves standing next to God himself who's walking with us in this dark place, a place where we should feel fear, a place where anxiety would be very appropriate, a place where we should be on guard. But we realize we don't need to fear, we don't need the anxiety, we don't have to be on guard. Why? Because the shepherd is there with us. And so we've read it in that sense. The next step in Lectio Divina is meditation. We meditate on what we've read. And we want to allow what we've read um, to interact with who we are, our thoughts, our dreams, our hopes, our desires, the things that make up the very person that you are. And so maybe as we've read Psalm 23, you're going to sit there and think to yourself and meditate upon that. You might think about a scenario in your own life where you have felt like you were in a dark valley. You might meditate upon a situation where you, you were fearful, where you were anxious. And you might picture yourself in, in that way. In other places in Scripture, let's say it's an instruction that Jesus says where he, he commands you to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. The meditation in that passage might be thinking about your enemies. And you might think about the way that you feel about your enemies. You might think about the way that you, the things that you hope for in those relationships. Did you kind of get what I'm, I'm saying here? You know, as we meditate the text, we allow what we've read to interact with who we are. So back to Psalm 23. You know, maybe in meditating upon Psalm 23 and thinking about who you are and the way you feel fear, the way you feel anxiety, you realize that in those valleys in your life, you, you are feeling fearful. That when Psalm 23 says that I will fear no evil, your meditation might lead you to, to think, well, I, I do feel, I do fear evil. I do feel anxious. I do worry. I am on guard. So now you've allowed the text that you've read to, in, to interact and engage with your, your very fears. Maybe a situation in your life that's been difficult. And you meditate on it as honestly as you can. You think about it as realistically as you can. And the meditation naturally will give way into the next part of Lectio Divina, is to pray the text. We pray the text. You know, praying scripture can be such an amazing, amazing thing. And I want you to see how naturally this flows. So we've read it, we've meditated upon it, and in the case of Psalm 23, very quickly we realize, you know, that, that in valleys in our lives, we do feel fear, we do feel anxiety. Well, what should be our natural response in this time? You know, do we close our Bibles and get up and run away because we're frustrated at God because we don't want to go there? Well, that might be the response that you want to give. You might want to just leave. But I think very naturally, the meditation has led you to a place where 
the only necessary thing that you can do in that moment is pray. And is to pray the text back to God. And you might start again at the top of Psalm 23. You might, you might pray something like, Lord, I, I believe you are my shepherd. And I praise you for the way that you've provided for me, that I don't lack anything. God, I praise you for the ways that you've given me rest, where I've experienced green pastures. And Lord, I thank you that as I've followed your lead, it's been beside quiet waters. Lord, I thank you for the ways that you refresh me. I thank you that you guide me along right paths. And Lord, I pray that I can bring glory to you in that. But Jesus, I'm realizing that as I walk through dark valleys that I do fear evil. Jesus, you know the fear that is in me. That in those times I I don't see you as a good shepherd. I don't see you at all. And so in this time of prayer, you see how what, what's happened here is you've, you've prayed the text back to God and you're seeing how the meditation time, the time of reflecting on the text has really brought to light some things in your own heart. And I think what I love about Lectio Divina here is that the in- invitation is that we would allow the text interactions with us, uh, we would allow that to be relayed back to God in honest prayer. So you might pray and say, God, this passage makes me feel this way. This passage makes me think this. And the prayer time in Lectio Divina is a process and a practice of honesty before God. Because basically what you're praying here is that, you know, you're, you're looking at this text in Psalm 23 and you're seeing that Psalm 23 makes it abundantly clear that you don't have to fear when you're in valleys. But your experience in life, your experience in a valley in your own life is that you are fearful. You are experiencing anxiety. So what you're saying to God is, God, your word says A, but I'm experiencing B. And I find that very difficult. And so in Lectio Divina, we take time to prayerfully pray the text back to God and be honest with God. To say to God that you're frustrated. To say to God that you find something difficult. To say to God that in a particular valley in your life, you find it very difficult to trust that he is with you. And the prayer opens up an opportunity for you to enter maybe into dialogue with God. Maybe in this time of prayer, God reveals something to you about why you're fearful. Maybe in this time of prayer, uh, you realize something about yourself areas in your own life where you don't trust God. The prayer piece in Lectio Divina is so, so, so important. And I I really believe that this is where we connect with God's heart in such a practical way because we have this opportunity to see and explore the heart of God as it's taught to us in his word, but then to see our own hearts and in our own lives where, where our hearts don't necessarily line up with God's heart. Which leads us to the next piece of Lectio Divina, which is contemplation. And contemplation in the context of Lectio Divina is to live out the text. True contemplation is not simply observing and thinking about it over and over and over again, but rather contemplation in this context is to do something with it. You know, we think of contemplation in our culture, we we typically think about it in terms of separation and isolation. 
that we need to go away and contemplate something. We might think that a monk contemplates, a nun contemplates. But in Lectio Divina, the invitation of contemplation is to take what we've read, meditated upon, and prayed, and to live it out. Contemplation does not stop with having good thoughts, but it is truly realized as we live out the things that we have thought. And I think that is incredibly profound. So you could say that the contemplation piece of Lectio Divina is not that different from the application part of precepts or asking the three questions, asking that question of, well, what does this mean to me? But what I love in Lectio Divina is that the contemplation comes from a place of honest prayer. So in our time of prayer before the Lord, where we've admitted to Him that our experiences in life don't necessarily line up with the truth of His Word, we're given the opportunity to maybe further meditate upon why that might be. And we might meditate on what is God's Word telling me in this area of my life. So, for example, in Psalm 23, again, we read that we don't have to fear evil. Why? Because God is with us. His rod and his staff are to be a comfort to us. So, we've prayed that back to God. Well, now the contemplation piece is asking yourself, how do I relate to God in such a way where I really, really wholeheartedly believe that he is with me and that his rod and his staff are there to comfort me? The contemplation of a a text like Psalm 23 comes to us as we realize that that we need to extend an invitation for God to come with us in the valley. You know, perhaps the contemplation is a recognition of the pride in your own life, of your, your frustration with God to the point where you haven't welcomed him in to, uh, welcomed him into the valleys of your life. So the contemplation becomes saying to God, God, I I welcome you into this dark valley. Lord, I I recognize that I've been walking in this on my own, but I don't want to do that anymore. I want to walk with you. And that contemplation, the expression of this comes when you're going through life and you find yourself in that valley and you find yourself, you, you feel fear welling up. You feel anxiety coming. The contemplation is to say, whoa, 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 do I give in to fear? Do I act out of fear? Do I act out of anxiety? No. The contemplation is to slow down and and invite God into that moment. Instead of turning to fear, instead of turning to actions and, and things that you might do out of fear, instead you turn to God. You slow down and you say, Okay, God, I'm entering into this situation. It's very difficult. It causes me fear. It causes me anxiety. But I need to know that you are with me. And Lord, how do I go through this valley knowing that you are with me and trust that God's Spirit is going to guide you? You know, when we think about contemplation, it goes further too. When we think of passages like um, loving your enemies and praying for those who persecute you. So you've read that. You've maybe imagined yourself hearing that from Jesus. You've meditated upon it. You've thought about people in your life who maybe you consider to be enemies. You've prayed back to God how maybe you know that God's word says that you need to pray for them, but you really just don't want to because you don't like those people very much. But through this process, you've allowed God's word to speak to you in such a way that the contemplation comes as 
when you experience times of frustration towards those you might consider your enemies, instead of extending frustration back to them, instead of being angry with them, instead of thinking about ways that you might be able to get back at them, you're going to pray for them. The contemplation is the obedience to that text, but it's not lived out of a very simple, this is what God's word says, this is what I'm going to do. Rather, you're living out the practice out of a place of meditation and prayer after having interacted with God in that way. Does this all make sense? I really hope so. Lectio Divina isn't meant to be complicated, but really it's just these four steps, reading the text, praying the text, meditating the text, contemplating the text, which is living out the text. Well, I want to thank you so much for listening to this How to Read the Bible podcast series. Uh, This concludes our series. I really pray that it's been beneficial to you. I pray that whether it's asking three questions as you approach God's Word, or whether it's doing something like precepts or something like Lectio Divina, that you found something within this podcast series that helps you in your personal Bible reading. And I just want to extend to you an invitation. If you have any questions about anything I've talked about, or if you would like more clarity or help in your Bible reading, I invite you to just send me an email. You can do that very simply by emailing adam at tcchurch.ca. That's adam at tcchurch.ca. Well, God bless you, and I pray that you will continue to grow in your love and desire for reading the Bible.